Good afternoon. This is David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County, welcoming you to the June 2022 edition of Spotlight on Arts and Culture, our monthly live interview show, the second Monday of each month on WPKN 89.5 FM, bringing you news and information about the arts and culture across coastal Fairfield County. This is a big month for the Norwalk Art Space a still-new five-star art centre in a converted church next to Matthews Park in Norwalk, now part of what we're calling the Matthews Park Cultural Centre, that promotes local artists, offers free art classes to high schoolers, and provides a warm and welcoming space for the public to enjoy art and music. The Norwalk Art Space is celebrating its first anniversary, holds a gala next week to celebrate the achievement, has recently received an award of merit for the high quality of the renovation of its building from Preservation Connecticut, has recently signed an arrangement with the Sono Collection Mall to host a secondary or extension gallery, and its visionary founder, Alexandra Corey, receives a posthumous award at the Cultural Alliance's Ace Awards Breakfast this Wednesday. Alexandra died shortly before the art space opened last year. Joining us today by phone from New York is Alexandra's husband and partner in the project, now chair of the Norwalk Art Space Board, Robin Panovka. Welcome, Robin. Thank you, Davis. Nice to be here. And here in the studio with me is artist, artistic and education director of the art space, Duvian Montoya. Welcome, Duvian. Thank you, David. Thanks for having us. And artist and education manager at the Aldridge Contemporary Art Museum, Lorena Svelatza, who was one of the founding resident artists teaching Norwalk high schoolers in the first year of the art space. Welcome, Lorena. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. So first, I'd like you each to introduce yourself uh, um, and tell us briefly what, from your own very specific perspective, what the Norwalk art space now is to you? What What is it to you? And if you like, how in its first year has it changed your life? Uh, Robin, first, let it, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a lawyer. You're from South Africa. Sure. Thank you, David. Uh, let me say first, uh, I really appreciate the generous introduction. I think this is the first time, uh, hopefully not the last, that we've been called a five-star center. Um, <laughs> previously, it's only been four, so this is terrific. Um, but seriously, thank you even more uh, for the incredible support and advice you've given us as we've tried to figure out what this space should be and as we've muddled through our uh, first year. You you were one of the first people I consulted with at the very beginning. I remember giving you a tour with the construction boots on uh, That's right. as the place yes. was still, still being built. Uh, so I really need to thank you for the, the help and sage advice. It's really been invaluable. Well, you're very um, welcome, and it's such an inspiring space that, you know, one can't help oneself. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I've, I've felt the same way. Um, so as for me, uh, yes, I'm uh, a lawyer, South African, Israeli, all of that. Uh, but really... Uh, for purposes of this space, uh, what I am is Alexandra Corey's husband. Uh, Alexandra was the founder of the space, as you mentioned. 
Uh, and so my involvement in the space is, is very personal. Uh, and as I think about it and as I work on it, I, I constantly think about what Alexandra would have wanted here. Uh, my job is basically to try to carry out the, uh, the mm-hmm. mission that she laid out. And Alexandra believed very strongly in giving back and in trying to close the opportunity and equity gaps in our society. Mm-hmm. And I think in our first year, uh, hopefully she would agree, we've started to make some headway in that direction by providing, and this is the key, free art classes to underserved local students and free studios and exhibition space to underrepresented local artists. That's our mission laid out by Alexandra. And, uh, you know, while I think we're off to a good start, there is clearly, clearly uh, lots of work still to do. Right. And it's um, compared to when you were beginning, when you were beginning uh, thinking about the opening of the space, um, just personally, how how does it resonate with you today? Do you feel that um, it's meeting your goals? I, I think so. Uh, you know, when, when you and I first spoke, I think one of my first questions for you, because this was all Alexandra's idea and I never quite bought into it fully, I, I said to you, does Norwalk really need this? Is, <laughs> is, is this isn't there... Aren't there other people who are doing the same thing? Like, you mm-hmm. know, maybe we should be teaching engineering or business. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you you looked at me somewhat quizzically, like I must have lost my mind, and, <laughs> and said, "Yes, there's, there's, there's lots of people trying, but there's a huge problem, and, and mm-hmm. lots of work, uh, lots of work to be done, and the arts are critical, et cetera, et cetera." Um, so uh, you turned out to be right. Uh, the, there's been tremendous interest from artists uh, like Lorena and, and Duvian at the very beginning, uh, and also students. Uh, initially, uh, I think as we were getting started, we, we weren't quite filling the classes, but at this point, uh, they are filling yeah. up, the students are benefiting from it, so there's clearly a need. And what's what's gratifying to me is, you know, we spent the year kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what <laughs> sticks. And, uh, you know, some things worked, some didn't. But uh, importantly to me, and, and somewhat amusingly, because Alexandra was an amazing person, pretty much what she thought would work hmm. is what's working. The hmm. other things we dabbled in uh, didn't quite work as well. And so we're back to the core mission, which is give the artists the free exhibition space that they wouldn't otherwise have, give them studios, and uh, ask them to teach the kids for free. Uh, kind of a virtuous cycle, and it's, it seems to be working, uh, to Alexander's credit. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, let's turn to Duvian now. Duvian, you're a very well-known local artist, and I have to say you've got a bit of a record for starting artist communities over the years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and you know the broad outlines of your career up to this point. Yeah, um, I, I think what brought me to the space is you know being an artist and um, being someone who enjoyed bringing community together. Um, first with uh, St. Philip's Artist Guild, 
uh, in Norwalk and then the Artist Collective of West Westport. And Robin reached out to me um, and we just started a conversation in, in how to do this and how to, he just wanted some advice. And mm-hmm. it, it was just like a, a really, it wasn't a job interview. It wasn't anything, you know, too serious. And, and what, that was to me very special in this process because I think it allowed for freedom of discussion and po- opportunities and, and what the challenges were. I, I think it was just a really nice, easy conversation that led to like what Robin says is throwing spaghetti on the wall and, and just letting things just fly and, and see what works. And um, after a year of being an artistic and educational director, um, I, 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 we're, I think we're clear in what does stick and what does work. And um, Alexandra was right in focusing on the educational component of the arts in, in, in Norwalk. Um, I think that's what's going to keep me in this space yeah. for that mm-hmm. much for that much longer. So, um, how did Robin find you? Was it? <laughs> it was. Per, I mean, you have a reputation for uh, building these communities. Is that? I think yeah. um, people said you have to talk to Duvian. Probably is that right? I, I think there's one common uh, individual, Eric Bernheim, mm-hmm. which um, I went to high school with oh, um, yep. in Norwalk. And who was the attorney who I think closed the deal, Robin, um, on the building? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes, yeah. he was our lawyer on it. Yeah, yeah. And and, and when I asked uh, Eric uh, who should I talk to, uh, he said, "Number one, uh, Duvian. He's uh, <laughs> yeah. he's the guy who knows how to do this." So uh, thank you, Eric, for that. Shout yeah. out to Eric. Yeah, absolutely. And and thank you for David for backing. Eric up. I think David um, concurred with Eric that um, I would be a good fit. Sure. So that's true. I did call David when uh, when I started thinking about Duvian and David gave a, a quick thumbs up and said, grab him. If <laughs> He's the real deal. So how so far does this compare with you, those other? And if I'm not um, wrong, you also were doing something in New Mexico uh, before that, right? That's right. You're pulling that's artists right. together. So what's your interest in, what's your compulsion to sort of pull artists together in a, in a community? You know, I, I left Norwalk in this mm-hmm. area in search of community oh. to, to, to build and be a part of like-minded individuals because I didn't feel the area had that. Hmm. So and this was when back in the this was 90s? Um, after college. So yeah. I came mm. back. I did an art restoration job in right. Stanford. Did that for three years, and just still didn't feel like I had that community here. And so that's when I went to New Mexico, which is the second largest art market in the country. Um, and you know, I, I, I was slinging coffee from <laughs> Starbucks and <laughs> ended up with a gallery because <laughs> people, you know. Yeah. I was slinging my my artwork from behind the counter as well. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got the gallery. And then after five years of being there, I decided to come back. And that's when I started the St. Philip's Artist Guild. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, coming back to my hometown, I wanted to bring that same energy in in community. Um, And I was offered this amazing space with the St. Philip's Artist Guild. And you kind of were learning how to do it. Oh um, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the what, what's the 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 Saint Phil or the um, the peanut gallery that I had in New Mexico uh-huh. was an old um, 
outlet um, mall. Huh. And they had free space. And what I was in charge of was creating events, bringing music and arts and poetry, all the arts together mm. into that space to, to bring drive more traffic into the into this um, mall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really did love doing <laughs> yes, that. Right. And, and because artists stick together, mm-hmm. um, it was sort of easy to, to sort of build that community. I had a small niche of artists here that I slowly grew and grew. And, and thanks to uh, Father Bracaccio um, at mm-hmm. St. Phillips, mm-hmm. um, he, he, gave, he gave myself and four other artists the opportunity to create um, St. Mm-hmm. Philip's Artist Guild, and and again, it's just something that being being an artist, it's a very solitary lifestyle because yeah. yeah. you're in your studio yeah. ten hours a day, mm-hmm. so you need someone to communicate what you're working on sometimes, or to figure out what the next show could be, what the next potential project could be, and um, having that community is essential mm. to being an artist. And very quickly, what about the Westport Arts? West, collective. Yeah, the collective came about with Helen During mm-hmm. and, and Migs Burroughs and Nina Bentley, mm-hmm. a great group of artists um, that, um, again, we, we felt like we needed to bring together um, the community uh, uh, and, and highlight the local talent in this area because there is so much great talent in, in Fairfield County, in Connecticut, but it feels like we get stepped over sometimes uh-huh. to New York and the right. Boston right. and New Haven as well. And, um, uh, you know, it, it just sh- shows that I think Norwalk Artspace shows what I wanted to do with the Norwalk Arts, Artspace was to really show off the incredible talent that is in this area. Right. It seems as if it's uh, vibrating or beaming the energy of the arts. And it's um, for me, it certainly has that quality of radiating out the power of the arts and bringing arts and music and especially the generations right. together. Well, and that's that's a testament to Alexandra and her her mission of education, because I think it, it keeps us youthful mm-hmm. um, in this area. Again, a lot of the organizations are a little bit older, and and, and so mm-hmm. to bring in that youthful energy, I think, really is a game changer for any space. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 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 building itself, and the effort, and the design that she put into mm-hmm. it, it is a calling card for all artists to come and be a part of it. Right. And that's why it, it, it has made my job a little bit easier, just Alexandra's vision. Uh-huh. But it's very much an evolution, it seems, of um, this is a result of an evolution of your work um, coming together with Alexandra's vision um, very successfully as a, as a union. Yeah, and, and it's that educational p- component. Um, she, she had the foresight of bringing education to the youth. Um, and that's, again, that's what's going to keep me here um, because it is powerful. I saw a year of work where where I saw these, these young students come in and transform from the quiet, isolated individual to a self-expressing hmm. uh, in front of a classroom, in front of, in front of your population of, of Norwalk. And that, that's in, inspirational. Right. And to, to be able to help guide that through the resident artists and the Corey Fellows really is a, a dream position for me. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, actually, that's a good segue to Lorena. Um, you are an artist, but you're also an educator. You're education manager at the 
Aldridge Museum. Tell us more a little bit about your your journey so far up to um, being a resident artist at the Norwalk Art Space. Well, thank you, David. I really appreciate being here, first of all. And sure. the art space um, up front has been a place that has inspired so many, including myself. I am a Norwalk native, hmm. and I did have a similar experience to Duvian, feeling like even though I had incredible teachers through school, I didn't sense a rooted community in the arts here that I could participate in at a younger hmm. age. Hmm. And so I did also kind of move along and went to school in Massachusetts at College of the Holy Cross. I went abroad. I lived in Florence. I moved back. I worked wow. in New York. I worked at Sotheby's Auction House and then kind of switched and really felt like I wanted to be in a community that valued art for what it can do, that hmm. it bridges dialogue and community and connection. And that journey uh, really began how I navigated towards the art space. Um, I was in Philadelphia. I did teaching their MFA and started to make connections with um, other artists. And once I rooted myself back in Norwalk in 2019, I really... Um, found this place through the news in January 2020. And I was so curious because <laughs> it seemed too good to be true. <laughs> and I remember in the early stages applying for either the residency or the fellows. Uh, I didn't really know what was what, but I just knew I wanted to be engaged in any way possible with this mission. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first meeting with Duvian and Robin at the space and we sort of stood outside and and walked me through all of what Alexandra put in in terms of the details of the uh, design of the building and the vision. And I was blown away. And I knew if anything, I would be there regardless if they were accepting me for the residency, <laughs> if they needed someone to yeah. be at the desk, if they needed, because I just could sense that it was a place that was going to change this community mm. for good. It's so interesting, too, that you both left, had, you know, rich experiences elsewhere and then came back kind of loaded with the benefit of, of that experience and sort of put it to use in, in the community that uh, you were born in. That's a very, really interesting story. Um, so in a nutshell, can you say what the space means to you now after this first year of after your year as a resident artist? Can you put it into words? <laughs> That's a great question and something that I think about and have talked about a lot uh -huh. with uh, Duvian and Robin and our fellow artists. I think in one word, I would say a place of vision. Hmm. And vision in the sense of the kind of idea of what we want Norwalk to keep growing into. It is a diverse city in all of the senses. Mm -hmm. There's so much talent, so much promise in the community that we want to recognize and to build bridges. And I think the art space for sure has done that over the last year. I've heard so many visitors and students who when they come, they sense this sort of energy. Yes. That's something that <laughs> has been said very often. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you get that in too many places. Um, it's just a special, 
gift. And for me personally, it's been a place where I could open up and grow uh, both as an artist and an educator and a place where I've seen transformation from the students that is the heart of what I love to do. And um, being able to facilitate that has been a gift. Mm. Well, thank you. That's very well. That's very well put. Beautiful. (laughs) If you're just joining us, this is David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County with the June 2022 edition of Spotlight on Arts and Culture, a monthly interview show on WPKN 89.5 FM. Our program today joins with the Norwalk Art Space in celebrating its first anniversary as an art centre that promotes local artists, offers free art classes to high schoolers, and provides a welcoming space for the public to enjoy the arts and music. Our guests are co-founder and board chair Robin Panofka, artistic and education director Duvian Montoya, and Lorena Svelatza, one of the first four resident artists last year, that taught high school students in exchange for a studio in the building. I'm always fascinated by origins. I can't get away from (laughs) my fascination with how things got started. Robin, I wondered if we could just start with the beginnings, the origins of the art space. It, of of course, all started with Alexandra. Um, Could you tell us just a little about her and the roots of her vision for this very special place? Sure, happy happy to, and uh, let me just say thank you to Lorena and Duvian for those moving words about uh, about the space. I think Alexandra would have been pleased. Um, so uh, Alexandra's day job, uh, people think of her in the, in the art space as someone who's was was an artist or interested in the art. She was actually an M and A lawyer, a spectacularly successful mergers and acquisitions lawyer uh, on Wall Street, one of the most successful and dynamic women of her generation on the street. Uh, And she was also extremely active in civil rights and educational causes. Uh, Lorena used the word energy. Uh, If you met Alexandra, you you would just feel and sense energy. She was just this kind of larger-than-life dynamic person. Uh, So that that word uh, and the fact that it translated into the space is is very gratifying uh, to me. so, you know, she did extremely well uh, on Wall Street and believed strongly in giving back. Um, and so in addition to being a senior partner at Sullivan & Cromwell, a major firm on Wall Street, uh, she also, uh, and I should say, because uh, this, this is important, she, she was kind of a, a leading woman, kind of shattering glass ceilings hmm. uh, in law and Wall Street and a, a role model for many women. So very strong believer in equal opportunities uh, for women um, and really kind of changed the way women work on Wall Street. Um, but in addition to her day job, she chaired an after-school educational program in Harlem called Heath uh, and believed strongly in the power of education to help correct many of the issues she perceived out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was also very active in civil rights causes. Uh, she chaired the New York Advisory uh, Board for the U.S. Civil Rights Commission, uh, helped end solitary confinement uh, at Rikers, uh, did a lot of important civil rights work. Um, and 
also served on various educational boards at Harvard, Duke, uh, and lots of other places. A, a tremendously active person. Everything she did, people thought that was the only thing she did. Hmm. Uh, hmm. She had that much uh, energy. So uh, one of the things that uh, she perceived as an issue in Norwalk uh, was the gap in educational opportunities for students. Uh, and her work in Harlem uh, kind of translated into wanting to create an after-school arts program hmm. in Norwalk. So that was one key driver. Uh, the other is uh, she perceived, and uh, now that I've done the research, uh, the data bears this out, a real gap in opportunity for uh, local artists, particularly women uh, and people of color. So the basic idea she came up with was uh, she would find a space uh, or build a space, uh, give it to the artists, give them studios and exhibition space, and ask them in exchange to teach the kids tuition free. Um, everything free, uh, and uh, her main contribution would be the concept and the building. Robin, uh, was, so there, was there any model for this, or was it her own idea? Uh, really her own idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexandra was a, was a maverick, uh, and she had the luxury of saying, you know what, I'm going to try this. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, when I asked her for a model or a business plan, uh, towards uh, towards the end when she handed me the, the baton, she looked at me like uh, she would at a, a young associate working for her and said, go figure it out. <laughs> what, what's the fun in a, in a model? You know, yeah. experiment, uh-huh. see what works, and uh-huh. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that was her plan, to just kind of figure it out. Right. Uh, Tell me what... She, she was dissatisfied with a lot of the models out there mm. and wanted to come up with something fresh. What do you remember about uh, finding the building or discovering the building, and uh, why did it seem right for what she was envisioning? Yeah, so Alexandra was initially thinking of building the facility from scratch at another location, uh, and then this property came on the market. Uh, it's a, a former church building, as you know, that had been used for many years as a Persian rug store. Mm. Uh, and once it came on the market, uh, she quickly became sold on it because of its location, uh, right next door to Matthews Park, where there were three other museums, a kind of a museum mile concept that felt like like a cultural area, uh, so it fitted in well with that. And also the bones of the building, uh, you know, she could, it it didn't look like it does now, um, It's uh, been transformed. It had, you know, rugs from, you know, (laughs) from the floor up. I know. I I did go in in there several times. It was quite different. Covering the windows. Quite different. But she she could immediately see the potential uh, for it. And we thought, frankly, that it would be very quick uh, to transform and redevelop the space uh, as compared to building a building from scratch. Right. Uh, turned out we were wrong about that. It, <laughs> it, took, it took a long so, time, in part because Alexandra was just such a detail-oriented perfectionist that she, essentially, the only thing that remains of the old building is the frame. She she rebuilt it all. So you worked with an architect uh, you knew, Rick Hogue. Um, is that right? 
Yes. Tell us about the relationship between Rick and Alexandra. How, how do they work together to convert this building? So Rick's a, a terrific architect and terrific person. Uh, and uh, this was really a collaboration. Uh, you know, Alexandra was very passionate uh, about pretty much every uh, every decision. Uh, and uh, Rick's a kind of a, a calm, studied person, but also <laughs> extremely strong-headed. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I remember I had very little involvement. I only actually met Rick uh, after Alexandra passed away, but I would hear them arguing on the phone about, you know, every shade, uh, every door <laughs> handle, every hinge, uh, and particularly uh, for those who've, who've seen the space or visit, there's a green wall across from the uh-huh. cafe yes. where these resin pieces are placed on the wall, and it's kind of designed to mask a utility wall, elevator, stairwell, etc., that uh, they created together on a computer screen, and they would argue for hours about each shade of green of each of the pieces in a specific location, and Rick would then go, since he controlled the computer, would go and change a few things, and Alexander would <laughs> become enraged. <laughs> anyway, it all worked out. The space is, is uh, spectacular, and it's, it's thanks to... Uh, really the passion and, and detail orientation uh, that Alexandra bought, brought to it. She she believed in sweating the details. Mm. Uh, I'm a more big picture person, but uh, she, she proved me wrong on this one. And the results, of course, were spectacular. And congratulations again on being presented with an award of merit from Preservation Connecticut for the quality of the renovation. And i I think I heard you're planning a public event coming up to celebrate that award. Yes, uh, August 18, uh, we're going to have an event uh, at the space, and everyone is welcome. And June thank you, 23rd. David, for, for nominating us. Oh, I'm sorry, I have the wrong date, Duvian? Yeah, June 23rd. June, June 23rd, okay. Yeah, is the gala celebration. Oh, oh but the this... gala, but the... the, the uh, Oh, the award the, the will be award. presented to us. Oh, sorry about that. Separately, I think <laughs> August 18th. Yes. Yeah. Great. So that's going to be a, a, a terrific event. Um, well, thank you. So let's jump to today and turn to what um, the art space actually does, how it's organized, and perhaps what's a typical day in the life of the <laughs> space. Duvia, what's the basic concept of the space and how's it organized? Uh, um. That's a good question. You have <laughs> fellows, you have resident artists, you have high schoolers, you have the public. You, there's a lot. Well, I, I think this past year, it's all all been about sort of the exhibitions, mm-hmm. really generating the excitement behind the space and, and Alexandra's vision. Could you explain the difference? There are two sets of artists. Yeah. That, um, um, so the resident artist um, was, was sort of the, the first concept. And then, um, as we spoke, we 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 spoke about we, we talked about how to bring in sort of older, more established artists in, into the community. So the resident artists tell us what the resident artists do. And Lorena was one of these resident artists. Yeah, right? the the resident artists um, have studio space, and they get the studio for one year. Mm-hmm. In exchange, they 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 teach uh, after school programs um, for eight weeks um, in the spring fall and then there's a summer um and how many hours a week 
It, it's just two hours, mm-hmm. um, two hours a week for eight weeks. Uh-huh. Um, and then the, the, the residents are mentored by our Corey Fellows, which are the older, more established artists in the community that bring that experience, that bring um, um, just the knowledge of what it takes to be an artist. Um, so you're really forging a community right there between younger artists who are getting going and the older artists who have much more experience. Yeah, and, so and uh, experience, and they have gallery representation, they have hmm. museum, you know, exhibitions under, under the belt, they have brands that... Um, that that experience is, is a lot to offer to, to the resident artists and high school students who have access to them because the Corey Fellows, they're the ones that get the main exhibition space upstairs on, right. on the main floor. So then, the, so there's the connection between artists and artists. There's the connection between artists and high schoolers. Mm-hmm. There's the connection between artists and the public yeah. with the exhibitions and you have conversations with the with the uh, with the artists, um, so yeah. it's a, a really interesting kind of flowering of um, relationships that Abs- you're building. Absolutely, uh, especially coming out of COVID. You know, uh, you know, yeah. after two years of being isolated, we opened June fourth of last year, and. I think people were just so ready to come out of their shells and, and be exposed to the art and talk about life in general and, and just catching up, <laughs> yes. catching up with their friends and their neighbors. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that was one of the big um, eye-opening moments for me when that first weekend happened. Um, that was, to me, sort of a transformation to, from an art gallery to yeah. a cultural center. Yeah. Um, because of the education component, the arts, the conversations, and the multi-ethnic uh, exhibitions and um, music performances that we had, um, to me, was just like we were, we were really showing off the beauty of Norwalk. Yeah. And, hey, we haven't yet mentioned the cafe. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Right. So tell us a little bit about this amazing cafe, which I personally am so thankful, <laughs> <laughs> as I have a, a gourmet restaurant to go to for my lunch because our office is right there in Matthews Park next door to you. So tell me, tell us about the cafe and why would why that was imagined as an essential part of this. Um, that, that, I think that was um, one of Alexander's vision as well was mm-hmm. to bring the cafe involved to help fund our programming. Um, but it was Robin and his and his girls that really pushed for Bill Tabe to to be involved. And Bill Bill won Restaurant Tour of the Year this past year and took on the project. And hmm. honestly, when I saw Bill walk through the through, <laughs> through the doors, I, I stumbled because <laughs> I, I felt like if when when he was going to be a part of it. This was a really game changer mm. for the art scene in in the area. Um, Any comment there, Robin, on bringing in Bill? Yeah, so uh, it really comes back to the design of the building. What Alexandra had in mind was a place that was very accessible to the public and where people wanted to spend time. And so the idea of the cafe was to kind of overlook the gallery and be a place where people would feel comfortable right. just hanging for a while, 
uh, looking out at the space, seeing the art, enjoying the art, and hopefully buying the art mm. so that they can support uh, the artists. Uh, Bill is a spectacular restaurateur. He runs uh, The Welk, uh, Kawani, Don Mimo in Westport, uh, you know, three of our favorite restaurants. And so we asked Bill to come help uh, with this, and Bill bought into the mission immediately. Bill's a uh, a frustrated artist, as he puts it, uh, <laughs> his art is his food, but yes, he just loved, <laughs> he loved the the idea and has been just a terrific partner uh, in all of this. And it, the combination of the art, the food, the music, it just makes the the place uh, have an energy that I think it wouldn't have if it didn't have uh, the cafe. And um, it's already been recognized, isn't that right? As uh... Yeah, yeah, no, it's been getting all kinds of awards for uh, the food, uh, cafe of the year, this and that. It's yeah. uh, Bill's done a spectacular job, especially. Yeah. I mean, he took a chance on us starting a starting a restaurant in the middle of COVID. Uh, who does that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're uh, we're very grateful to him. And a brand new concept for him too. Um, so we've got a, off on a bit of a tangent, although it's core to the to the. Um, to the concept of the Norwalk art space, but back to Lorena. And um, so um, maybe you could walk us through your experience as a teacher. I mean, you, um, and can you tell us a little bit about what you do with the Aldridge? I mean, you've got, you're a professional educator as well as an artist. Um, How does that all, how did all, all that come together for you at the art space? Yeah, at the Aldridge, um, as education manager, I, facilitate and develop and run the school children and family programs, Mm -hmm. private, public. I really do work with all ages from preschoolers all the way to uh, seniors affected by Alzheimer's and um, through the Aldrich. And I've been very grateful to them to allow sort of time for me to do this collaboration with the space as well that um, it just melds because the mission of the Aldrich is to support and promote emerging artists, artists underrepresented, people of color, um, artists who have just their first museum solo show. And the Norwalk Art Space is doing that on even more of a micro level in Norwalk that's expanded right. out mm-hmm. and kind of reverberated through all of these different communities. So being able to teach at the space, I've just found so much joy and I really, I know earlier we were talking about how there is a flowering of connections between the artists who are residents and the fellows and the public and the high schoolers. But I always approach the classes with the high schoolers as artists themselves because I wanted them to see and believe that no matter their age or their experience, they were empowered there. They felt safe there to create and to bring their ideas to the table. And that's what it was. It was just a beautiful exchange throughout every semester where we started with some workshops that were a couple hours or a series of them expanding out to the classes in the fall and the winter and spring. And I taught some classes that were a little bit more technical in painting and then some that were focused on creating change in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. really, I was blown away by the amount of uh, just receptivity of the students because they really did, like Duvian said, a lot of them came in with so much bottled up anxiety and 
and uncertainty and no room to express themselves in these last couple of years that have been so chaotic. So at the end, I saw some of the students, for an example, uh, one who had difficulty speaking English, who was very quiet in class, mm-hmm. ended up getting up in front of everyone to present <laughs> a series of work that she made in relation to a family member passing. It was very personal, and it was something that opened up even more dialogue in the group. And mm. it's not, I think, an opportunity that's even able to be fit into a, a typical public school curriculum. Mm. Uh, so to have this place for them has been just a game changer. Right. And um, how many students would you typically teach during a, a week? Yeah, our classes, we tried to keep them very intimate, mm-hmm. uh, given the nature around 10 to 12 per class. And there were four of us resident artists, so I would be remiss not to mention uh, Emily Teal, Francisco Mandujano, and Remy Sosa, we all collaborated in huh. teaching. So sometimes we would step in as a second teacher for someone else's class. Um, and there were also workshops throughout the exhibition cycles that we supported uh, with families. So even well beyond that, um, you could characterize that maybe it was 80 to 90 students per semester, huh. but uh, expanding on that for workshops and people coming through the space uh, definitely makes it larger. Hmm. Oh. If you're just joining us, this is David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County with the June 2022 edition of Spotlight on Arts and Culture, our monthly interview show on WPKN 89.5 FM. Our program today joins with the Norwalk Art Space in celebrating its first anniversary as an art centre that promotes local artists, offers free art classes to high schoolers in Norwalk, and provides a welcoming space for the public to enjoy the arts and music. Our guests today are co-founder and board chair Robin Ponovka, artistic and education director Duvian Montoya, and Lorena Svelatza, one of the first four residential artists last year that taught high school students and exchanged for a studio in the building. So let's move on to just talking about the impact. We've covered some of that already, but... Um, after just one year, one year of Corey Fellows, one year of resident artists, many classes, many exhibitions, um, how are you assessing or judging success? How do you think your goals have met with the reality of pulling all of this together? Robin, we've covered some of that to, um, so far, but any more comments in terms of your own assessment of the progress of the Norwalk Art Space after one year? Yeah, so let me throw out a few metrics that we, we try to track. Hmm. Uh, we we think we've had uh, 15,000 visitors My. come and visit uh, oh. the building, uh, which, by the way, is named ADK House, Alexander's initials uh, after her. Um, so 15,000 visitors. Uh, we think about 150 students uh, have gone through the classes or the workshops. Uh, there have been 14 semester-long after-school art classes and mm. 15 artist talks or workshops. Uh, and David, by the way, you've been uh, the moderator, the star moderator of many of those uh, mm-hmm. artist talks after the show, so we're grateful uh, for that as You're well. very welcome. Yeah. Um, we've had 12 uh, 
art exhibitions, all free. Everything is free. Um, and uh, we're now moving to our second class of resident artists and fellows. So we had uh, nine in the first year, and now we're welcoming uh, an additional eight. Uh, and uh, it is, uh, I, I've said to Lorena, who, by the way, uh, was being modest, Lorena is a spectacular teacher, and we're very grateful to have found her. Uh, and as I've said to her, there's no escape. Once you, and this is really part of Alexandra's uh, vision, she learned this at Heath, the Harlem Educational Program. Uh-huh. We don't want this to be a one-year shot, mm. and that's it. Uh, mm. So once you become a resident artist, you're given a key to the building. It's mm. your building. You keep it. Uh, you're part of the family. Um, and we're hoping that the four resident artists who taught in the first year are going to stay. We're going to add a second set of classes potentially uh, in the balcony area of the of the building uh, and have them keep teaching. Um, so it's meant to be multi-generational and lifelong uh, if, if we pull this off. So we'll have dinners for everybody. We, we ask the first class of resident artists to mentor the second class of resident artists and bring huh. them along. Huh. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, the person who takes your studio is, is kind of your studio buddy. Uh, hmm. And uh, so, you know, hopefully the students who Lorena was teaching will one day become resident artists. Hopefully resident artists become fellows and uh, it, it should be kind of a sustainable uh, virtuous, self-supporting cycle. If we if we do this right, not easy, but that's that's the plan. Um, we did just form a partnership uh, with the Sono Collection, uh, the the mall right across the highway from us, uh, which is another interesting feature of this. Uh, so, and that was unexpected, uh, right? Yes, completely unexpected, and I, I frankly resisted it. I was doing too much too fast. Yes, yeah. But it was just too too good an idea uh, to not pursue. Uh, so they have a, a room uh, uh, called the Magnificent Room in the mall that needs programming and, and art and so on. Um, and so what we worked out with them is when a show is done at the Norwalk Art Space, it moves hmm. to the magnificent room at the mall. It basically goes on the road uh, and then spends, you know, six, eight weeks there until the next Norwalk Art Space show is ready. Um, and so this gives our artists more exposure, uh, hopefully helps them sell some art, uh, and gives the art space exposure so that uh, students in the area learn that we have free classes. And that's really the the pitch is, uh, everyone should understand, is classes are free five days a week now, after school, uh, all welcome. And I heard that you have a new relationship with the Fairfield County Bank. Is that something you can Yes. Uh, Fairfield County Bank uh, is one of our key sponsors. Uh, we're having a... Uh, an event uh, at the space to celebrate our first year. And we have a number of terrific sponsors, and Fairfield County Bank uh, is one of them, and we're very grateful for that. So, uh, Duvian, um, Robin has talked about some of the measurements that you've made on sort of the impact. Um, what have some of the surprises been for you? I mean, you, you went in into this 
kind of knowing what you wanted to do. You had a an idea from Alexandra, but were there some unexpected surprises that came up? What have you learned in this uh, experience? To me, it's just all about relationships. Yeah. Um, relationships between the resident artists with the Corey Fellows, how to bring them all together. Um, also building relationships with the community, with the Carver Foundation, the Norwalk Housing Authority, Norwalk Public Schools, all these great organizations that, you know, they've been waiting. It feels like they've been waiting for an art program. Mm-hmm. And it's it's taken this long uh-huh. you know, to really build that trust from them for them to really embrace what we're doing. Hmm. And so now it's getting a little bit easier to get them on board on, on projects and to get the kids to us from their organizations. And that to me, you know, is a, is a way to, to measure, I think success for what we're, what we're doing in Alexandra's dream. Um, because these are organizations that have been needing the arts um, uh, for a long time. Yeah. And it's really, if, if, if it feels like we're on this amazing path for just the beginning in the arts in Norwalk. Mm. And Lorena, for you, can you talk about the, the impact on you as a working artist moving, moving forward? How is your life different uh, this year than it was two years ago? Oh, man, that, that is an interesting question <laughs> to sum up. Um, honestly, it's changed me is the simplest way Mm -hmm. I could put it. And it's a testament to the family that's been created there. And I feel like I came in with a lot of baggage and a lot of Hmm. uh, just personal um, challenges in my studio practice and really not sure if I could step up to the plate and be of service the way Alexandra intended. It's just such it's such an important mission for the community mm-hmm. that it felt like the bar was so high. And throughout the year of collaborating with everyone there is just allowed for, like Robin was saying, kind of breaking the glass ceilings on so mm. many different fronts, mm. um, whether it was relationally with uh, the community or with the ingenuity of the students where they would uh, come up with these projects that would blow us away or do Vian Fielding like a ninja, all of the different kinds of programming requests uh, (laughs) through the course of the year. And I just, I ended my residency wanting it not to end, number one, Mm -hmm. and spending so many late nights and all-nighters there uh, just enjoying the fact that we had this place um, locally. So, uh, transformed my practice for sure i was able to explore different avenues of painting that i would otherwise not have because i did feel stifled by uh this sort of what i thought contemporary art for my own practice needed to look like yes and the space gave so much freedom for what we could create and how we could make it that it allowed for that sort of development and growth. And I saw that with my fellow resident artists as well. And having the kind of community exchange with the studios was um, amazing too. So interesting when you, it's, it's basically you're saying that you sort of burned away the baggage that you came with and through the engagement with all of the different parts of the art space, yes. you came through a, a new figure. <laughs> That's uh that's incredible. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and that's just me personally, but the effect has been great on so many people. And um, I think it's just the collection of all of the stories of whoever visits, even just going to the cafe, which was so good. Every time I would go to my <laughs> studio, I would, you know, think, oh, this is going to support the programs of the space so I can get another yes. <laughs> second meal for the day from the cafe. Um, no, but they're great. And everybody there has such a passion for mm-hmm. what they do. And it's the arts in all forms. It's culinary arts. It's music and performing arts. It's visual arts. It's the art of collaborating and building relationships like Duvian was mentioning. And it just is only going to be growing from here. So hmm. everyone who hasn't come should definitely come by and check us out. Well, yeah, David, yes. just to add to Lorena's point, I, I do want to make sure people know any any uh, proceeds from the cafe go right back into the space. It's not there to make a profit. It's there to support the space. Right. Um, and if I might, uh, David, you, you mentioned uh, Fairfield County Bank is one of our sponsors. We have a number of sponsors now uh, that I'd just like to mention have been very helpful. The Weinman Foundation for Developing Minds is one of our key sponsors. Uh, in addition to the Sono Collection, uh, Fairfield County's Community Foundation. And then we've got the Melissa Wilkinson Foundation help sponsor our teen programs. New Vance Health gives us help with parking. Marsha Selden Catering. Uh, is helping us with the event coming up. Uh, and, of course, Bill Taby and Peaceable Street. Uh, DR Bank is also a sponsor, as is Eric Bernheim's law firm, FLB Law. And then there are a bunch of anonymous sponsors. And Jerry's Autorama provides us with uh, some art supplies. Well, that's so great. You go. So you're resonating through the community. So this has been very, very exciting um, conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us, Robin, from New York. Um, this is David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County. You've been listening to our June 2022 edition of Spotlight on Arts and Culture, our monthly interview show on WPKN 89.5 FM. Our program today celebrated the first anniversary of the Norwalk Art Space, located next to Norwalk's Matthews Park. Our guests were co-founder and board chair Robin Panovka, artistic and education director Duvian Montoya, and Lorena Svelatza, one of the first four resident artists last year that taught high school students in exchange for a studio in the building. If you missed part of the broadcast or just want to hear it again, you can hear the show on WPKN Podcasts on SoundCloud. I'm David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County, Please tune in Monday, July 11th for the next edition of Spotlight on Arts and Culture.